Let's talk about the games that we're most excited to play this year. I mean, it already there's been a bunch of games coming out already this year, but I don't know if many of them, except of course for Metroid Prime Remaster, of course, how mm. dare I even say it, but I don't think many <laughs> of them necessarily been some of the games on our radars. So I wanted to kind of get a sense from everyone, like what are the games, I've got two categories here. What are the games that we cannot wait for? Like these are must plays, doesn't yeah. matter what, like we're going to play them. And then also games that we're interested in, may check them out at launch or maybe wait for reviews, that kind of thing. So kind of like cannot wait, and we'll try. They're kind of mm. the two categories I was thinking in. Uh, I figure we'll go through each person, but probably we'll break out for certain discussions, you know, for Zelda, basically. Uh, so, Federico, do you want to begin mm-hmm. with your lists? My cannot wait list. Yeah. yeah New Zelda, end of episode. It's basically yeah. like... <laughs> uh, okay, This so is going to be, a... should be, the game of the year in the sense of like, not the best one, but like mm. the game this year that yeah. like like Elden Ring was last year, I think. Yeah. Of like this is the game everyone is focused on before it comes out. Yeah, and then the, the plan of, being uh, after. Yeah. Yeah. The talk of the industry is mm-hmm. right. All eyes on Nintendo for the sequel to arguably one of their, if not their best game of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Breath of the Wild from 2017. So the new Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, coming out May 12, I want to say. It's difficult for me to talk about this, uh, especially in light of recent leaks, uh, which I decided to to peruse myself. Oh, um, yeah, I did it. I did it. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I saw on the Reddit uh, that some uh, worker, uh, I think at the factory where the Zelda art books are printed, um, just took photos and videos of every single page of the art book and I couldn't help myself. But is it I the w- art book or the guide or both? Like what what was the I actual thing? I think it's thing? the art the art book. Judging okay. from um the style of the pages and the fact that there are no guides. Um it, it's very similar in style to the Masterworks art book that I that I have for Breath of the Wild, but it's for Tears of the Kingdom. So okay. I will not talk about those spoilers even though uh you know i we don't exactly know the specifics of some mechanics and i assume that nintendo will be ramping up their publicity for the game pretty soon but still i am looking forward to tears of the kingdom because breath of the wild is my favorite game of all time and because i want to see what nintendo can do in terms of how do you follow up to one of the greatest games of all time without making it feel like Breath of the Wild 1.5. I mean, I guess what they have to do is what Sony Santa Monica did, right? Like, God Mm. of War Ragnarok. Kind of in the same boat of like, considered to be one of the great games, right? Like, I don't know if people necessarily at large put it as high as Zelda, but like, I think some people do, but just the idea of like it was consi- it's considered one of the great games of the last 10 years or whatever, especially from a mm. narrative perspective. And they came out of Ragnarok and by all intents, it seems like matched or exceeded and in a shorter time frame as well. Yeah, but they had the advantage of a brand new console as well. Yes. I think the... If cons- only Nintendo were also announcing a new console, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, but didn't... Didn't doesn't you can correct me if I'm wrong? Isn't Ragnarok available for PS4? Uh, Good question. I've I don't think it's a PS5, PS5 game. version. I don't think it's, it's a PS5 not game. A, mm? God of. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's a PS5 Ragnarok. game. I could PS4. be wrong. 
yeah, it's for PS4 too. Yeah, PlayStation wow. 4, You're PlayStation joking. 5. Yeah, look at me. I'm uh, the PlayStation yeah. expert now. Look at you, Mr. Look at me, expert. look at us. Yeah, so it didn't really... Because uh, uh, the reason I said because I remembered at the time what one of the only criticisms I heard of the game during the reviews was that like it it wasn't able to take full advantage of the PlayStation 5 because right. they couldn't do that. And that it was also like more of the same in yeah. terms of like, it's not breaking any new ground. But 100%, no matter what, more of the same is what people will say about Tears of the Kingdom. Even if there was a Switch 2. Like, because you're in the same world on the same map mm-hmm. and I'm sure there are advancements to it. But like, there are going to be elements of this game that feel the same. For me, I don't... That's yes. exactly what I want. <laughs> yes. But that will be a criticism people have for sure. I have no doubt about it. I feel like Nintendo has a very good opportunity here to improve upon the aspects of Breath of the Wild that were criticized at the time. Uh, I'm going to name a few. Uh, mm-hmm. The lack of a real story. Uh, a lot of the story and the lore in Breath of the Wild was barely touched upon or yeah. hinted through messages and through murals and songs. And I think Nintendo has a real chance here to dig even deeper into the lore of the mm-hmm. game and the Zelda timeline. Uh, of course, there's a whole thing and discussion surrounding the the official, like the canon Zelda timeline. And I think Nintendo probably wants to touch upon that aspect here. I think the time is right to, you know, to 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 pull some loose threads in Tears of the Kingdom. Um, the weapon durability aspect, another feature that was heavily criticized in Breath of the Wild. And I think judging from the trailers we've seen so far, Nintendo is hinting pretty heavily that there's going to be a crafting system in Tears of the Kingdom so that your weapons, they do not destroy themselves with usage, but you will be able to improve upon them by basically collecting monster parts, which is what we've seen from the trailers. We've seen Link use some weapons with some specific monster parts like horns and fangs. And so I think that's also very interesting. Like crafting is, of course, an overused mechanic in a lot of open world video games. I think Nintendo, just like they did with cooking uh, in Breath of the Wild, I think Nintendo can simplify that feature, that mechanic, and make it more enjoyable. I would be super into that. Like, Because yes. I think that that's a good... As much as it frustrated me, there was an extra gameplay element based around the fact that my weapons would get destroyed. And I mm-hmm. felt like I didn't just mainline one weapon and it, it varied the game. It, it, I Looking back on it, I actually think it was a good thing for me with the way that i play but i would also now like now that i know this about me i would i will vary my weapons but i would still like the ability to when they break more easily get the specific type of weapon that i have rather than needing to go back to a certain area of the map to get a new one or whatever from a particular Mm. type of villain or something Mm. i think that would be a really nice like one-two punch of a mechanic yeah um the music I think I would love to see more orchestrated music in Tears of the Kingdom. That's one of the aspects that I really missed from Breath of the Wild, which had a musical score, but it was really not front and center as much as it was in other Zelda games. Um, And I also wonder, in, in many ways, Elden Ring last year, it borrowed a lot from Breath of the Wild. And I'm curious to see if Nintendo will consequentially borrow from Elden Ring in some areas. Like, for example, some very basic online communication features. <laughs> I, think the, I think the asynchronous collaboration that you can find in Elden Ring, like how you can leave a message for other players, yeah. 
I think that's a real interesting. It would feature. be amazing. I have zero faith in Nintendo's ability to do anything mm-hmm. interesting I when know. it comes to online. I know. Me, me too. But still. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, there's other things I've seen from the leaks, which I will not mention, but yep. that is the top of my list. New Zelda game. This is going to be my game for the whole summer, basically. So it's obviously mine too. It For me, this could be the only game I play this year and I'll be fine. And yes. honestly, I might get to May and it may be the only game I play for the rest of the year because yes. that was how it was with the original. I played that game for months and months and months mm-hmm. and months. And, you yep. know, it's the, it's the game I put the most time in in my entire life, hundreds mm. of hours of just raptured gameplay, right? Like, yeah. I was never wasting time or, like, it wasn't because I was grinding in the game. I just wanted to explore every inch of that map. Yes. Still, so many games mm-hmm. do not do as well. No. Like, you can see it, you can climb it. So many games still don't let you do that. No, because it's difficult. Yeah. Right? And like there are things you have to give up, I think, to to be able to do that. And Nintendo gave them up, but I don't think in a way that harmed the game. Like in the fact that it feels empty in places, but it never bothered me because it kind of, while the map was empty, it had this mystique to it. Like they found like, I think, a nice balance to that. It it played better than it looked in the trailers. 100%. Yes. Um, I wanted to add a couple more points to it. One, I'm 100% with you on uh, the story aspect. And I do have faith in them. Like, there is some pretty strong rumors that they've hired a guy called Matt Matt Mercer, Matthew Mercer, to play Ganondorf. He's Mm. like a legit voice actor. He's known for Critical Role, which is a D&D podcast, like show video thing that got turned into an animated series. So Ganondorf is back. Hmm. Well, hmm. you know, like in the trailer, like we're assuming that's Ganon, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't know that he's playing Ganondorf. He's currently has no credit. But like the voice that's in the trailer, right, that's talking, like the kind of ominous mm-hmm. voice in the last trailer, just expecting that that's Ganondorf, right? Like some like dehydrated Ganondorf is how I've heard some people <laughs> describe him. But like that, people have identified that as Matt Mercer. And, it seemed, and like, so if that's true, like the, if they're hiring legit voice talent that's well known, that suggests to me that maybe they're going to put more effort onto it where in the past, like I don't know the names of the people that have voiced people in breath of the wild as in a sense of like, they are a well-known voice actor across different media. So that would be interesting to me. Plus, you know, again, the, the trailer that we saw the last trailer, so had a lot of voice acting in it, but so did the breath of the wild one. It just happened to be a lot of what was in the game. Right. So I would love a bit more of that. I would love some dungeons um, to kind of mix that play up yeah. a little bit rather than the trials. I enjoyed the trials, loved the trials, but I would like maybe something a bit more expansive. Um, that, and Bra- also More brainy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like long, yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah, I'm super pumped for this game. Shahid, does it make your list? It's funny. It doesn't make my list. Okay. But I will buy it. Yeah. So there is a third list that we haven't included games that we're going to buy anyway Mm -hmm. um you know irrespective of whether we're curious about them looking forward to them they're absolute must-haves and and zelda is just an insta buy and i would venture to suggest anything by nintendo for me that i haven't um been looking out for is going to be an insta buy because Mm -hmm. that's that's just the way the switch is right but the the thing that intrigues me about this is I didn't get caught up in the original hype. And I regret that 
And it's just my way with just about every game. I wait until the hype dies down. I think we talked about this before, right? And then when the hype's died down, I can evaluate the game in its own context without the context of everyone going, oh, this is the greatest game ever made, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear that and I don't want to be influenced by it either. I don't want to experience the crushing disappointment when it doesn't live up to those original hyped expectations. And I think that gives me a... I mean, obviously, I'm slower paced. Let's face it. That's There's no getting away from it. But something like this, it's going to be a landmark. It's going to be important. It's the kind of thing that if you're in the industry, you really do have to play. And just as with the original, I came to it after a long time and played it with my son. And it was as stunning as everybody says. There's another game in my list that I actually think we all share in our lists, uh, which is Starfield. So this is the next Bethesda uh, open world uh, sprawling RPG that is coming to PC and Xbox. Uh, Widely, long anticipated game that was supposed to launch last year. It's coming out at some point in 2023. Um, We've seen a gameplay reveal of like 10 minutes a few months ago. I am very excited about this game because I don't know it kind of gives us gives off those sort of foundation vibes for me. Uh, I refer to foundation as the TV show from Apple. Of course, I never read the foundation books myself. Um, I don't know. I just feel like um, the Elder Scrolls, but in space. It's pretty much a formula that could work very well for me. And also, like, it's obviously mixed in with some influences from from, um, No Man's Sky. Obviously, you know, this idea of a really expansive and massive universe, which you can explore on foot on on different planets. There's going to be spaceships. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be fights with spaceships. There's going to be exploration. There's going to be leveling up. There's going to be a story, side quests. It looks great. Um, It also reminds me of... Shay, do you remember the name of the Obsidian game um, also in space? What was it called? Also in first person? Um, oh, gosh. came out a few years ago. The uh, Obsidian game? Yeah, an Obsidian game made by the... Not the no-ticking app, Obsidian. The Outer Worlds. <laughs> That's the Outer I Worlds. Think of. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yes. It also reminds me of that. And I don't know. I, you can see many different influences in Starfield. But just... This is the next big game from Bethesda. And I'm going to play it on PC and I am just just very excited about it because uh, space, you know, that should be enough, I think. Is this on your list, Shahid? It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be a Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. So very strong RPG elements. So I'm not going to kid myself about that. I'm not a deep RPG player. Never have been, never will be. And and that's because I'm an arrogant so-and-so. When I was younger, I wanted to make RPG games, but they weren't called RPG games back then because we didn't have a name for them. And the way RPG games ended up going just, was just not the games. way I wanted them to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, they they just took the, their, their own stato course. And for those of our listeners who aren't British, and I hope that's quite a few of you, a stato is... Um, a not very kind term for somebody obsessed by statistics, usually in Britain. Uh, that would be a football fan. But yeah, I mean, RPG games kind of went down the stato route. You know, here are all your stats and here's what you got to level up. And this is a tree you've got to build. And it's like, really? If I want to do that, I'd open an Excel spreadsheet, you know? So there is that side of the RPG um, genre that I'm not a big fan of. That said, I've still played some RPGs, liked some. 
very few and far between. Not a big fan of JRPGs, much more Western RPGs. Uh, I like it because it's not multiplayer, which is interesting. You know, in this in this world we live in, just about everything of this kind of scale and ambition has to be multiplayer. And I don't want to be destroyed in a multiplayer game. I like to explore a game at my own pace uh, without anybody showing me how it should be played and, and you know, achieving untold of heights that I'll never be able to reach. So that kind of appeals to me. I, in contrast to No Man's Sky, this is more of a limited scale. So I'm really interested to see what they're going to make of their, I don't know, what they're talking about a thousand or so planets. Really interested to see how much detail they they pack in. And as for the rest of it, yeah, it's exactly as Federico says, space. You know, what, mm-hmm. what's not to love? It's going to be a, uh, another Todd Howard game. I hope it's a masterpiece. I hope they've delayed it because it's going to be a masterpiece. I hope it's not too fallouty, if that's a thing. Yeah. You know, I, I want a slightly different feel. I want that. So the whole hopeful feel that originally No Man's Sky promised, I hope some of that comes across here. And obviously all the screenshots and some of the video that we've seen coming out from it does have more of that view. Um, and other games have done that since as well. You know, much more color rich, bit more 50s sci-fi than mm. 80s and 90s sci-fi. So that all appeals to me. And just the fact that it's going to be a Bethesda game uh, set in space, what's not to like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been excited about this for a long time. I am unsold on this game. Mm. It is on my will try list. And for me, I think it's really going to come down to how the game is reviewed. I have never been a massive fan of Bethesda games. Like they just don't click for me, really. I've played a few of them. Um, you know, I've tried a bunch of Fallout games. Obviously, I've played one of the 1000 ports of uh, Skyrim, right? Like who couldn't have? Um, for me, a couple of things like that I'm hesitant about. One is just the planet thing, like the thousand planet thing or whatever. It's just like, I don't know, man. Someone tried it. It didn't go very well. Like, I I don't know. I just don't know if that's going to work, right? Like, you know, one of the things that people love about good RPG games, especially uh, Skyrim, you know, like Elder Scrolls-like RPG games or just Bethesda RPG games, is that it feels like there has, like, been a person's hand in each element, right? I don't know if they're going to be able to replicate that at the scale of a thousand planets, right? Um, the, The trailer had the same kind of vibe to me of, like, there is something about Bethesda games where everybody looks dead behind the eyes. I feel like I don't know what this is, but this the this to me like the Starfield trailer felt the same. Like there's just something about the way the people's faces looks or the way they talk. It, it just like looked a bit detached. Are you accusing Bethesda games of having no soul? Yeah, or the characters <laughs> at least. And then also, I've never really enjoyed combat in Bethesda RPGs. And I'm hoping that they fix that for this game, for me. Like, the, the combat... Because I'm expecting there'll be a lot of guns in this game. 
Yes. And I'm hoping that they do a better job with that. Like, I really like the way it worked in No Man's Sky. It never really worked particularly for me in like a game like Fallout or whatever. I always kind of felt like I wasn't completely in control in the same way that I would like. But these are just my tastes. Obviously, I know that these games are massively successful. And I'm really hoping that this is the big blowout game that the Xbox kind of needs. And so I'm hoping that this will will be that. Yeah, I'll be playing on Steam Deck, though, if I can. Hmm. The other thing I like about what I've been hearing about this game is that although not true hard sci-fi, I mean, no game is truly hard sci-fi. It'd be absolutely impossible. Um, it, well, it'd be impossibly difficult to play a truly hard sci-fi game. Mm-hmm. It does lean more towards hard sci-fi than most other games, and I like that. I think that that, that would be interesting. Mm. All right, the next item in my cannot wait list is something we know nothing about, just, you know, the rumors that it's happening. Uh, The first and supposedly massive DLC for Elden Ring. We have no idea. (laughs) Uh, I saw a rumor uh, a few weeks ago uh, that supposedly uh, they're adding, from software is adding like a massive new area to Elden Ring uh, with new story elements, with new quests, with new places Mm. to explore. Um, We know nothing else at this point, uh, just that it's coming out at some point this year. And Elden Ring being my game of the year from 2022, I am, of course, going to check this out because I... You know, I could use, you know, and, and, and even if, the, if they manage to also bring in some quality of life enhancements to the game, um, they've been kind of quiet on the patch front over the past few months, which seems to suggest, at least to me, that they are working on something big for the next update to the game. And a paid DLC, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I want to have more Elden Ring in my life. So, um Moving on. Uh, <laughs> no one's jumping in on that one. <laughs> and I mean, I just assumed that, yeah, I just looked at no, you guys. No, you're that, right to assume. Yeah, I it's think, just, uh, just me wanting more Elden mm-hmm. Ring. I want to die a thousand more times in this game. I made a big mistake with Elden Ring. I bought it, wanting yeah. to love it, but I bought it to play on the Steam Deck. I couldn't read it, and I couldn't be bothered to plug my yeah. PC with a decent graphics card into my decent big TV. So my big mistake was that I didn't buy it for the PS5. Mm, if I'd yeah. done that, I might have played it a lot more. Text yeah. can be tiny on a on a deck. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I I played a lot of hours of Elden Ring on the Steam Deck, but you know, I knew the text at that point. Like I knew how to navigate the menus and the inventory yeah. because I played like over half of the game on my on my gaming PC on my big TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that, and you're also half my age, and that kind of helps. <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man 2 this is gonna be the big PlayStation 5 game for the yeah. holiday season um, I loved the original Spider-Man for PS4 I loved and finished uh, Miles Morales mm-hmm. uh, when he came out with the launch of the PS5 when was it by the way three years ago when did the PS5 oh, launch oh don't say that 2020 like or 2021 20, 20... Spider-Man Miles Morales was November 2020 2020. Okay, so that's three years ago. Wow. Um, well, two and a half years ago. Uh, yeah, I am super looking forward to this one because it feels like they will be able to take advantage of the PS5's hardware even more than Miles Morales, which was one of the first games to truly show off first what you can do with the DualSense controllers, but also what you can do with the fast loading times of the PS5. And, you know, this being a proper follow-up to the original Spider-Man, um, uh, 
you know, I this is very exciting to me. And do do I don't think we have a, an exact release no, date. There isn't one. As of uh, right they, now, there isn't one. As of right now, we don't have one. I think the most I've seen is like four. Four. Yeah, that's what I saw yeah. as well. Uh, this is also on your list, Mike. This is probably this game. If I was to sit in here right now, like you know, trying to predict the future, it will be between this and Zelda for me for game of the year. I think. Yeah. Most likely. Um, yeah. I adore Spider-Man in general. I loved this, all of the games that Insomniac have put together. Um, this game features both Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Like, I'm yeah. super intrigued to see what that means. Like, will you be able to hot swap between the two of them? Like, what is that gameplay gonna be like? Um, GTA Five style, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, who knows? And and that would be just incredible. Or you can, you know, whatever it's gonna be. I'm super into this game. Um, I'm very excited for it. I'm very intrigued that it is PlayStation Five exclusive. I think this game will have the ability potentially to show off what Sony's able to do with a PlayStation 5. Like, I don't, has there been any ga- big games like, like, like this that have been PS5 exclusive so far? Was Horizon? Yes. Horizon was exclusive and Horizon yeah. looked great, but there is just something about this setting, you know, it being a city, ray mm-hmm. tracing and all that wonderful. Like, it, this, this game. This game I know is going to look amazing and I'm I feel very confident in its ability to shine story-wise, gameplay-wise. I'm really excited about this game. All right, I have uh, the next item is kind of a uh, kind of a strange addition and then I have uh, uh, <laughs> a menu of Final Fantasy games for the end of this list. But <laughs> first, I am going to mention that on my cannot wait list is Pokémon Scarlet and Violet. To which you may reply, but wait, Tichi, that was a 2022 video game. But version 1.2 of Scarlet and Violet with a ton of bug fixes and new features is coming out, I would assume, on February 27. As of a few minutes ago, Nintendo announced that there's going to be a Pokemon Presents mm. on Pokemon Day. Uh, which is on February 27, so in uh, just a few days, in six days, we will probably hear and get the official release of Scarlet and Violet version 1.2. I paused my gameplay of, uh, sort of my playthrough of Scarlet, um, because I, just, I wanted to play other games, and I was busy with other projects during the holidays, and I figured, you know, I'm going to play some other video games and wait for because it was rumored, right? And wait for the first sort of big update to the game before I dig in again. And I'm really gl- glad I did that because in the meantime, I am going to finish Metroid Primary Mastered over the next few days. I'm already more than halfway through the game. Um, and by the time I'll be finished with Metroid Primary Mastered, I'll just jump in again, Pokemon Scarlet, for real. And this time, I'll finish the main story, I'll f- complete my Pokedex, and I will probably start approaching the competitive landscape again. I've been keeping an eye, of course, on tournaments that have already started. And yeah, uh, I am very keen to, you know, to, to wait for this update. Uh, Nintendo published a long list of features for uh, box management, for competitive fixes, just a ton of stuff that uh, 
that shipped in 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 the first and arguably prog- problematic version of of the game. You know, tons of performance issues and just a graphical glitches and you know a ton of even in the competitive landscape a ton of mechanics that just were not right and so uh starting over uh, and by starting over i mean i'm already like 15 or 17 hours into the game so i've played a fair chunk but i really want to dig in and and sink my teeth into it with this proper version of the game and lastly i got three final fantasy games on my cannot wait list Final Fantasy 16. This is launching on June 22nd. I cannot wait for this one. I didn't really love 15 and the open world uh, sort of futuristic style of Final Fantasy 15. I think over time I have become more accustomed to the 15 style of combat. Arguably, 15, the previous game in the main series, it pioneered the modern style of Final Fantasy games, which are not, they are no longer turn-based anymore. They're more similar to action RPG games. Mm -hmm. At the time, it was a shock for me, and I sort of rejected it. Plus, I didn't love the story. I didn't love the setting where you just, you you drove around with a car and a bunch of other dudes. Oh, that one. Yes. Yeah, that one. Okay. I, I don't know. I didn't love it. Because that's like modern, and then this one is more fantasy, right? This like one it's more is of more the fantasy. fantasy. This one is more fantasy, and from all the things we've seen in the trailers, it looks amazing. I guess the modern ones, we could call those finals, right? Because it's like now, so it's like the final this thing. This one is fantasy. And that one's a fantasy one. That's <laughs> yeah. how they do it. It makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so this one, uh, I, it's coming out in June, so... It, kind of tricky because I will still be playing Zelda most likely uh, then so we'll see but it's on my list because I'm I, I, I honestly I cannot wait for it mm. then we have Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth this is the chapter 2 of Final Fantasy 7 Remake which I loved on PS4 I loved what Square Enix did with literally remaking the story of Final Fantasy VII. So being able to finally continue the story, uh, you know, walk out of Midgar and, uh, you know, most likely chapter two is going to be set in Wutai, I would assume, or at the very least, you're going to see the world map. At least I hope so. Uh, It's been a few years in the making. It's going to be chapter two of who knows how many other chapters, but I loved uh, Remake, I loved the DLC, and uh, yeah, I want more of this retold and remade story. Mm-hmm. Finally, and this, is, um, this hasn't been announced yet, but I am going to mention this because it was leaked a few years ago. In, do you guys remember that NVIDIA game database that yeah, was leaked still, online? still hasn't come out from that. But stuff yeah, I from that. that leak still hasn't come out. And on the latest episode of the Triple Click podcast, uh, Jason Schreier mentioned that basically this game is coming out this year. So I am going to include it. Uh, also, you know, maybe I'm going to wish it into existence. Mm, manifesting. Yes, I'm manifesting this game. Final Fantasy Tactics Remaster. Just enough said, right? I mean, Final Fantasy Tactics, one of my favorite games of all time. Top five for me of favorite games of all time. Up there with Zelda Breath of the Wild and, you know, Pokemon Sword. They just did this with Crisis Core, right? Like They just did yeah. this with Crisis Core. 
Uh, and I'm totally fine with that kind of remaster. Just update the graphics, update you know the the control system. Uh, they should do like my hope is that they do the ultimate remaster. Take the PSP version called Final Fantasy Tactics: War of the Lions, which included some really excellent anime style cutscenes. Just take that. Bring it into the 4K world, ship it on every possible existing platform, and let me play this on my Nintendo Switch. This is gonna be incredible. I, you know, g- give me this game, and especially considering what they did with Tactics Ogre Reborn, they did an excellent job with that game. So that sort of treatment for Final Fantasy Tactics is gonna be incredible, and I cannot wait. I think there are some games that are just absolute timeless classics. Yeah deserve remasters again and again and again yeah i mean I, I have a batch of movies that i keep buying every time they improve the quality mm-hmm. I and mean, right now we're at 4k not everything has come across to 4k of course and doesn't warrant it but sometimes they'll find the original film reels and then they'll remaster mm. from that and you'll get beautiful classic movie that you like to watch again and again it's in 4k and you see detail that you haven't seen before and it's absolutely yeah. marvelous and I'm absolutely fine with that happening. I don't think it's lazy. I don't think it's um, uh, rapacious in any way. I think it's actually it's exactly what people who love video games deserve. Yes. We want to preserve our classics. We want them to keep coming back and to remind us of the rich heritage we have. I'm not a fan of Final Fantasy Tactics, but loads of my closest friends are in awe of it. And for that reason, it has my respect. And I hope it happens, and I hope it's fantastic, and I hope hope it's going to make everyone happy. I will go very quickly through my World Try list. Okay. Um, Hades 2. This is on my World Try list because Hades, the the original one, I loved, but it was very difficult for me, and it was very challenging, and I was not able to finish it. And it kind of stressed me out at one point. So... I am going to approach this very carefully. We'll see. Um, Advance Wars uh, 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. This was supposed to launch last year and Nintendo delayed it for obvious reasons related to the war in Ukraine. This is coming out in the spring, I think. There's a podcast I listen to. Someone really wants this game. And every time they mention that, they're like, the war's over now. So like, it's the joke yeah. that they make. It was like, they delayed it because of Russia invading Ukraine. Yeah. But that hasn't changed. But no, I guess at some point, no. it's like, what, you know, what are you going to do? They made the decision now, release the game. Like, I agree, yeah. just release the game now at this point. Yeah. Uh, Advance Force being one of my favorite games on the Game Boy Advance. I'm looking forward to this and one. We've got to give credit to that name, by the way. Reboot Camp is one of the great game names. Yeah. Like, that is genius as a good, name good for name. a remaster. Good name. Good yeah. name. Um, this one, I'm putting on, on, on this list in the same vein that I did with Elden Ring a few years ago. Diablo 4. I've never been a Diablo person, never been into Western-style RPGs, but I want to try and I want to learn. It's not, you know, you know me, I mean, look at this list. I'm a Final Fantasy person. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm into JRPGs more than I'm into Western RPGs. But I don't know. I'm going to give this a try. It comes out on June 6th. Maybe it'll depend on the reviews and I'll watch some gameplay videos. We'll see. Um, Pikmin 4, 
<laughs> this is coming out July 21st. Uh, I mean, it's Pikmin, right? It's a new oh, Pikmin game. I could game. not be less interested in a video game. I don't understand it. I watched the oh, video, a, right, with the direct. It's a real-time strategy game. I can't, but you, okay. I can't work out how that game's a real-time strategy game. Just looking at it, it doesn't make any sense to me. No, I'll, I'll, uh, we'll talk about this. Right. I loved Pikmin, Pikmin 1 and 2 on the GameCube. I never played Pikmin 3. Pikmin 4 was supposed to launch on the Wii U years ago. And Miyamoto, you know, notoriously <laughs> uh, precise with his games, uh, delayed the game multiple times, and now it's ready. So we'll see. We'll see. This they is Miyamoto's. It. Yeah, I guess. Uh, We'll see, Pikmin 4 this summer. Uh, the next one, uh, probably just me and a bunch of other weirdos will play this game. Batten Kaitos 1 and 2 <laughs> HD remaster. <laughs> Batten Kaitos being an, an, a JRPG by Bandai Namco that came mm-hmm. out on the GameCube. You see this trend? A bunch of game, very GameCube vibe with Nintendo lately. They're doing an HD remaster. This is a JRPG with beautiful art style. And, Mike, before you make fun of me, well, you already made fun of me because you chuckled, but it's a card-based JRPG. Why is so that? You, Wait, why? Well, because you're into card games. Like, you build your deck of cards. And, oh, uh, you I have... play just Marvel Snap. That's it. That's the mm. only one. I don't well, like card games. Maybe. Mm. Well, but you like that one. Maybe. You yeah, this like is just this funny too. to me because like, I, it was just at the time it was when it was announced in the direct. It's kind of like, I know that this game obviously means something to some people. I've literally never heard of it. And so it's just funny for you to go like, I can't wait for this game. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, no, it's on my world try. World try uh-huh. list. Hollow Knight Silksong. Uh, yep. Again, uh, very uh, careful about this one. I still need to finish the original Hollow Knight uh, for a potentially silly reason. I was uh, grossed out by the insects yep. and bugs yep. in the game. Yep. So, but that was years ago. Maybe now I'm a I'm a grown up. Nah, no, I don't know. A, I, don't I don't know. know. About that. Um, I don't know. This game for me, Hollow Knight, I'm worried about because I think it is uh, just too overhyped now. I think that I'm yeah. not sure, no matter how good this game is, that it can live up to the hype of it. Like, people have wanted it for so long, and it's one of these games that's like, just feels like it's perpetually around the corner. And I think yeah. uh, I'm worried about the hype for the game for its success. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Oh, my God. I want to be in Pandora My with God. the first-person video game. Okay. I don't care if this is going to be a stupid Ubisoft uh, you know, tie-in commercial operation. Just let me play a video game where I'm in Pandora. And, I mean, the, the gameplay reveal looked, looked nice. We don't, we, know, uh, we don't know. We know nothing about this game. Uh, in case but, remaster listeners don't know this, Federico is a James Cameron super fan. Yes, and anything James Cameron does or is involved in, yes, Federico's like, not only am I there, I will make this part of my personality, and this is the greatest yes. thing ever made. So just yes. just an FYI. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. For you know, the I read disclaimer. a headline today that uh, Avatar Two became like the it, it it's overtaken Titanic now in in box See? office, right? See? And there was just something that's funny to me, which is like I still don't know anyone except Federico in my personal life that has seen this movie, so I don't know how this has happened. Oh, obviously, but it's you happened. know the wrong people. I must have all the wrong <laughs> except friends. Me. Yep. Um, but thankfully, you have one. One, one of the so. right side of history. <laughs> um, one of the good ones. Um, finally, uh, Metal Slug Tactics. 
I don't know what to expect from this. I loved Metal Slug as a kid, you know, playing at the arcade. I just Metal Slug 1 and 2, mm. beautiful games. They're doing a tactics version. I, you know me, I will buy the tactics version of anything. You know, just put tactics in the name, I will buy it. I don't know, you want to do uh, FIFA 23 tactics? <laughs> I will get FIFA tactics. I don't care. Just Metal Slug, I mean, why not? Why not? It's, why you know, not? And lastly, this is a, um, a major um, sort of hole in my JRPG knowledge that I always meant to, to fix and to improve upon. Um, Suikoden 1 and 2, the HD remasters. Uh, Suikoden JRPG um, that came out, made by Konami, I want to say, on the PlayStation 1, it has a very loyal following of people who are into JRPGs. And the, the thing that's unique about Suikoden is the 108 characters that can be part of your team. I mean, you look at these modern games like Octopath Traveler with eight distinct characters. How about 108 different characters? Okay, that's, that's, you that know? might be too many. There might be too many, but we'll see. And I'm just so happy that this classic JRPG is being remastered in HD with some quality of life enhancements, better text, better dialogue, better menus, better graphics. I'll get it. We'll see. What do you got, Shade? I've got, unsurprisingly, a lot less than both of you. On my cannot wait list, the first is System Shock, primarily for nostalgic reasons. This is a reboot of the original, which I believe came out in the early mm -hmm. to mid-90s. And System Shock was kind of lost to me a little bit because it had really high specs, uh, or rather required really high specs of your PC at a time, and I hadn't quite crossed over to those specs. Before that, the core of this team that created the original System Shock um, worked on Ultima Underworld. Ultima Underworld, uh, their creators merged with another company to eventually become Looking Glass. And uh, Ultima Underworld is one of my top five games of all time. And I did actually upgrade my PC to enjoy that. And it was worth every penny. But I thought System Shock came at a time when, despite the genre being more up my street, because mm. who'd, who'd think someone like me would want to play a game with Ultima in the title? And yeah, I, I played it, finished it, and even learned to read runes and cast magic, which is not me at all, I can assure you. I mean, it's just the most out-of-character thing you could possibly imagine. But I loved that game. I think it's one of the greatest games of all time. And the still... visuals of the remaster look really good. For System Shock, yeah. Yeah, it's like Blade Runner cyberpunky, like lots of neon, like it looks really fun. Like the, the thing is, the original game was highly rated, but yeah. the follow-on was even more highly rated. System Shock 2 was an extremely high production value game for the time. Um, and System Shock, the original, which I preferred because it had more of a hard feel, was lost in, in the kind of, I guess, the whole uh, noise around System Shock 2 being genre-defining, which I thought was a shame because I preferred the feel of System Shock 1. System Shock was more like hard sci-fi, and System yep. Shock 2 was more like blockbuster sci-fi. And I'm much more into the hard, as, as you're well aware now. So I, 
I'm really pleased they went to remaster the original because I never really got to play it well at the time. And by that point, I'd got used to slightly larger window as well. Now, what am I talking about? Well, the original Ultima Underworld one, because it was doing proper 3D rendering at a time and nobody else in the world was doing it, not even ID. I mean, they had a version of it, but it's not quite the same, not as, as detailed and immersive. But because of the limitations of the tech at the time, it rendered to a really small window. And then they released, not long after, Ultima Underworld 2, and their rendering tech had improved, PCs had improved, and the window became larger. Then System Shock comes out, and the window's smaller again. And I'm like, nah, I've got used to the bigger window now, and my PC's not powerful enough for this. So this presses all my nostalgic buttons. It, You know, I, I keep banging on about the road that wasn't traveled in video games. And this, for me, is an example of that road not traveled suddenly being re-revealed and, and coming back. And I'm so glad. It seems like a real labor of love and should be coming out next month. I certainly hope so. I'll be right on this. What else have we got? Well, we've got, and you're, you might be surprised, you might not, Minecraft Legends is coming out in April. Okay. Uh, I'm not personally... Uh, a Minecraft player, but my kids are. And because of that, I too am a Minecraft player. You know, it's it's impossible. They yeah. they draw you into it. You become part of the world. They talk about the language of the game constantly. You're forced to watch YouTube videos of, of the game. You're forced to learn language and techniques that you'd otherwise never be familiar with. So I probably know more about Minecraft than any other video game in the history of video games. There's a lot, but I mean, it is the kind of game though where there is so much that can be learned. So it's like it's not surprising to me that you know a kid can get that, that kids can get that like deep into the game because there is so much that can be done in it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just endless, mm -hmm. and it's still going on. People still making videos on it. Streamers still making a fortune from it. Yeah. It, it has these wild like, from it. renaissances, doesn't it? Like where all of a sudden everyone's playing Minecraft again. It is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It it never really goes away. Mm -mm. So we were, um, me and my son were playing Minecraft Dungeons for ages. And I actually became reasonably good at it because he insisted I, I play with him and co-op is a lot of fun. So I'm looking looking forward to Legends primarily because it will, change the discourse in the Ahmed household from just Minecraft or Minecraft Dungeons to something new. So yeah. it'll, be, it'll be fresh. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's very smart, by the way, that how they make these games as opposed to making like a Minecraft 2. Like, yeah. Expand the universe, but keep the core game just the same. Like, I think it's a very clever way to, to benefit from the intellectual property of Minecraft. Yeah, don't break it. It's don't not, break you know, it. Yeah, it's absolutely fine as it is, and they and they do keep continuing to release, of course, upgrades to the original. Mm -hmm. That's but all it should tiny be. Tiny little dot, in, dot increases. You know, the amount of noise that gets made when when there was a shift from say one point one seven to one point one eight. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just unbelievable. It's yep. like a you know tiny <laughs> tiny upgrade, and everyone's going nuts. I mean, Dad, you won't believe nuts. what one point one point seven point four point four did. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, um, what was it? Oh, yeah, the, 
I can't even remember. Was it the warden update? That was a really big deal in our household. I don't know what that <laughs> is, but I know that word, which suggests to me that, yes, something happened. <laughs> okay, so Starfield we've talked about. I won't bang on about that. But the other game I can't wait for is, you guys know I like Gran Turismo 7. Mm-hmm. liked it a lot. I cannot wait for the PSVR 2 version. Yeah. Okay, so this gives me a question to ask the two of you. Have either of you pre-ordered a PSVR 2? Yes. Shade? I, I haven't. Okay. Uh, and uh, for reasons I probably don't want to reveal on air. Okay. Just, let's just assume that Shahid will get one. I think is probably the way to say <laughs> I that. I didn't say anything. Uh, you didn't say it. I said it. Uh, <laughs> I, at the moment, have no interest in the PSVR 2. Oh. So I'll be very keen Why? to hear what the two... There are zero games I want to play on it. Mm, okay. Right? Like, the only game that they have that I, that, that seems to... It is different, really, at the moment. Um, or the main game that they have is the Horizon game. And I think that game would freak me out. Like, I, 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 don't, I think I might be a little too intense for me, just looking at the trailer. Um, like I find just Horizon quite intense. You know, like when you get into like the big boss battles and stuff. Yeah, I don't know how that would feel strapped to my face. The hardware looks really nice, but I just have yet to see a a game for me that that makes this worth it. The closest would be what you're talking about, Shay, which is Gran Turismo, but it's not enough yet for me. Yeah, for me, the, the problem is I've always loved driving games, as you know, mm-hmm. but I always go for the third-person view mm-hmm. and slightly above and behind the car. Mm-hmm. It's the only way I can handle. And that annoys me because I really would like to be inside the car, and I think VR is, is going to allow that and make it comfortable. Yeah. Or is that something that's very difficult to achieve in 2D? Yeah. So that's it. Those are my cannot-wait games. Not yep. really a, a huge list. Uh, as I say, it's going to be a subset of the games I eventually end up buying, but those are the ones I'm particularly looking forward to. Games I'm intrigued by, uh, and that will try, and some might, I'm hoping some will turn out a lot better than um, than any kind of news we're hearing about them now. There's Project 007 by IO. Mm. Yeah, ma'am. See, they should know how to make a Bond game, right? You'd think if any studio would know how to make a Bond game properly, it's them. Because very few have managed to do it well. Yeah. So that I'm intrigued by. And this it's just got the code name at the moment. We don't know anything else. But apparently it's going to be an original Bond game. It's not going to be based on an existing Bond movie. So that's cool. Yeah. So I look forward to that. Uh, obviously, I'll buy anything with Mario in the title. Because as you all know, Mario's over and should be consigned to the dustbin of history and well, yet i carry on buying yeah, mario games yeah, yeah. Uh, every single one mm-hmm. sometimes more than once yeah uh tron identity if only because it's being made by my good friend mike bithel and team yep and he will always bring something unique in terms of tone flavor direction styling and identity Sorry, had to say that to to any anything he touches. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with it. Um, and finally, 
being a big fighting game fan, but not being particularly good at fighting games, uh, I'm looking forward to Tekken 8 and Street Fighter 6. I mean, it's just absurd to say Tekken 8, Street Fighter 6. But, you know, I've been with them since the beginning and there's no reason to stop now. It's going to be a big year for fighting games. Mm. Right? Like, that's these two. I'm, of all of them, maybe most interested in Street Fighter, if I was interested at all, right? Because they're... They seem to be adding like some interesting features to it this year. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I'm really intrigued to see play out, like I know I'm going to watch a bunch of streams of it, is people have been talking a lot about this like adaptive commentary that they've got going on in the game, which is both talking about like what's happening, but also making recommendations to you as the player for how to capitalize on the moves that you're making. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, and they they like signed up a bunch of really interesting people to to do the commentary. Like, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see what that ends up looking like i think it's going to make the game really fun to watch people play as well because it's almost like an element of shout casting built into the game itself so that seems pretty cool dare i say it smack gpt oh please don't wow. i'm okay. sorry okay so we're going to move on from that uh <laughs> my cannot wait list Obviously, the top two games, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Marvel Spider-Man 2, like, they are 2023 for me, like, provided that they both make it. Um, other than that, like, just two games that I play every year because I'll always play them, uh, the next WWE game and the next Formula 1 game. Like, they're just, like, easy entries for me in the way that Federico will play anything with tactics in the name. I will always play these games every year. Um like uh, the F1 game, especially, I put a ton of time into this year, and I'm excited because I think this year's game will bring back the story mode from the 2021 version, which I really enjoyed. On my will try list, I am surprised, kind of a little bit. I'm the first of all of us to mention Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I well, think Federico, I don't know if you played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. No, but never. it is basically like Dark Souls Star Wars. Even for someone who doesn't know Star Wars? Doesn't make a difference. It's like, what? how much of Elden Ring did you know before you played it, right? Like, you just learned the story. I think this one might be interesting for you to for you to try, Jedi Survivor. Because it the video, like, all the trailers of it look sick. This game looks sick. But for me, uh, Fallen Order was just like, again, it was like more complicated than I wanted from, like, mechanics and difficulty. But again, like, if the reviews are good and I'm expecting accessibility options would be pretty good then it would be one that I'll try uh, Starfield I already mentioned Hades 2 it's early access which I think was the thing I don't remember if you mentioned that Federico it's like it's no, coming in early access this year mm. so I will just give it a go for the sake of it but I'm not planning on playing a bunch of it I'll wait until the game comes out uh, Forza Motorsport it will be Maybe. on Game Pass so I'll give it a go uh, same as Redfall, right? Like sim- like both Ooh, of these Redfall. games. Hmm. That's the like... Um, vampire thing? Yeah, the, vampire the, the thing, like yeah. Left for Dead kind of idea, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So I'll just, I'll try both of these out because like I'm already paying for Game Pass. And then I want to try this year at least one of the Like a Dragon games. So these are the games formerly known as Yakuza. Um, they're yes. now called Like a Dragon. Yeah. There's two entries coming this year, Ishin and Gaiden. Yeah. I've been wanting to play one of the Yakuza games for a while and I've just never gotten around to it. So I'm hoping that one of these games will get me into the series and then I can go back and play some of the previous ones like Zero and stuff like that. So there's two coming out this year. I played Yakuza 
on PS2, like yeah. the first one, when I was in the start of high school, and it was super good. But then they made like I don't know ten more, and I was like, yeah, I'm never gonna catch up here. Yeah, it's like a it's a big long storied franchise, and they're kind of releasing two this year. They're quite different in their presentation, and I'm hoping one of them will hit for me, and maybe this will be a new uh, like basically at this point like it's a genre of game that i can get into and pick up some of the old ones some of the remastered ones probably pretty good for the steam deck 2023 boys i think it's going to be a bit of a banger to be honest i'm really excited 